Okay. Uh, welcome. This UK story is a uh, pretty it is. pretty scary. The yeah, it looks like a terrorist attack uh, in London today. Um, until they know otherwise, they're treating it as a terrorist attack. I've heard mul- multiple attacks to kind of s- cycle through the, or multiple different attacks and multiple different rumors. So to cycle through what we kind of think we know at the moment, but again, this will all change as I'm sure we go on through the day. One, there are two kind of separate incidents very close by. One on, on the Westminster Bridge where uh, a car ran over a bunch of people. We don't know how many. I've heard mm. five. I've heard 12. Um, so it's, uh, but it's, you know... definitely something there happened. In another area, it seems like someone stabbed someone and then a police officer shot the person who did the stabbing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a report, potentially at least, of of Theresa May's car being in the area when this happened. She's the Prime Minister of Great Britain, by the way. And uh, took off uh, away. (laughs) I said Theresa May's car um, sped away. Uh, That doesn't mean that she did the attack. She was trying to escape the attack. Um, but we don't know much more past that, and it's, uh, it does look to be a pretty uh, terrible uh, situation, which we will follow for you. That would be a really big details. story if, if, if uh, British Prime Minister <laughs> Theresa May was the perpetrator. Really would. It would be a huge uh, story. It would be a bigger story than... Bigger than OJ, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're right on that one. Um, yeah. So uh, she is safe, however. So we don't, you know, that's at least one uh, good piece of good evidence. Uh, happened uh, pretty, pretty, pretty uh, close to the end of the program. And today. really, yeah, uh, are reports are still sketchy, so we don't we don't have all the facts. That's yep. about that's about everything we know, mm-hmm. and we don't even point. know that. I mean, those are just the reports. I, to be honest, all that stuff is probably going to change twelve times before we actually know what happened. But to keep you aware of uh, that's what's why going most on. of these are a false flag. Because if you don't have all the information immediately, it's a false flag. That is really how they feel these things a lot. The first report said that Uh uh, it was an explosion, not a plane. (laughs) Right. So people weren't exactly... You know what? Before I comment uh, to you, I need you to decipher the difference between a plane crashing into the building that I may not have seen because I was on the other side of the building. Uh, or an internal explosion uh, being wired for multiple years uh, without people's knowledge while they were working there. Uh, could have been either of those two things. And uh, thank you for asking me, Mr. Reporter. Like, that doesn't typically happen. They're like, holy mm. crap, it was a big explosion in the sky. Like, that's how people react. Yeah. Um, I remember on 9-11, they thought it was a passenger plane. At fr- I mean, not yeah. a passenger plane, but a, a small plane. Like a, you yeah, know, like, a Cessna. Cessna. like a little Cessna or something mm-hmm. hit the World Trade Center. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, that's what... Uh, we heard, I was watching the CNN broadcast, and you know MSNBC and C- runs the minute by minute 9/11 day on every 9/11. MSNBC, it's the only good thing they do all year, is they run from about 10 minutes before the attack. They just run the footage straight through for like the next five hours, mm-hmm. and just it's incredible. No commercial breaks, and you get to watch it in real time. Yeah, um, and it really first of all brings you back. Uh, but they very quickly, I think it was Katie Kirk and Matt Lauer were on that day. I think. If I remember right, I think it was Lauer who really, uh, it, they heard, They actually said the report. It, was, it looks like it was a Cessna crash in, and he's like, that is not a Cessna. Like, he, like, breaks into the middle of the running. That is way too big. That looks way too big for to be a Cessna. Yeah. The other right. side of it is, is uh, CNN, which, will, which never reruns their coverage. Especially, you'll, you'll watch, watch CNN, you'll never see, I, 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 this is my opinion, I don't know this for 100% fact. Uh, but you never see them re-air the footage of the second plane hitting. And remember, the first plane hits, all the cameras go there. Every network is on it. Um, and CNN never airs their coverage of that moment. And the reason is, uh, at least as I remember it, and now we're going back 
16 years since I've seen it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would, I would love to see it again. But uh, they didn't see the second plane come into the picture. So they must have been looking down at notes. They look back up and they see an explosion. And they're like, oh, maybe uh, some debris from the other plane got into the building, the other building, and something blew up inside that building? They're like ridiculous speculation. And everyone who's watching mm. the channel is like, Dude, a big plane just crashed into the building. How did you not see that? You could see it's, it was that viewer. You could see the plane coming for a while. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a minute, is that a plane? And then the explosion, and they didn't see it. So I've never mm-hmm. since that time. I don't think I've ever seen their actual minute by minute coverage. They don't air it uh, on CNN all that often. Apparently, but, with but good reason. Again, yeah, like I mean, they, they could stupid. say, well, did you know the initial reports were that the people thought a some of the debris from another plane was in the building? I mean, like, they, yeah, it was a mistake. They weren't right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, thing, when craziness happens, a lot of people make mistakes, and that's why you got to take every one of these uh, reports from the U.K. With a, with a grain of salt, and, and yeah. you know, but over time, we will find out what happened. Yeah, we'll continue to follow that and uh, get your information as it comes in. In the meantime, um, Trump finally did something yesterday that we'd all been clamoring for. Really? Yeah. I mean, I if I heard this once, I heard it a million times. What is it? Uh, like lowering taxes? No. Uh, repealing no. Obamacare? Something much more important. Than building that. the wall? No. That was a big one. Uh, Not even the campaign. that. No. Um, it's something, something. Come on. You know what it is. It's the NASA Transition Authorization Act. It was finally signed on Monday. The NASA? Yeah. The NASA Transition, Transition Authorization Act uh, that I've been begging for and all Americans have been begging for. I mean, this is a bipartisan issue. Please sign the NASA Transition Authorization Act. Please. And uh, so fortunately, uh, he did that on Monday. It does fund uh, more NASA projects, apparently. It authorizes $19.5 billion in funding for NASA. It actually set a goal of going to Mars. Here's, uh, here's what uh, that entails. I'm delighted to sign this bill. It's been a long time since a bill like this has been signed. Reaffirming our national commitment to the core mission of NASA. Human space exploration. Human space science human. and technology. With this legislation, we support NASA's scientists, engineers, astronauts, and their pursuit of discovery. We support jobs. It's about jobs also. Also. This bill calls for ongoing medical monitoring. Mm-hmm. and treatment of our heroic astronauts for health conditions that result from their service. It's a pretty tough job. I don't know, Ted, would you like to do it? I don't think I would. <laughs> Marco, do you want to do it? Marco, I don't know. Not sure oh, boy. You could send Congress to space. Oh, golly. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun moment there <laughs> with Ted Cruz, who's super close with the president now. <laughs> that's wonderful. I mean, that is wonderful. <laughs> you, you don't oh, seem to be. Uh, you don't what? seem to like it as much as I, I thought it was a no, kind of a funny that line. That was a and... nice moment <laughs> with Ted Cruz and Donald Trump there. That's that was a nice moment. <laughs> Uh, I enjoy seeing that. These former enemies who are now so very close and like-minded. I, it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Cruz has been critical of the health play. I mean, he might, he must like the, the NASA thing, I guess. I don't know. I like the NASA. I mean, Texas senators are going to be pro-NASA. Pro-NASA, uh, I know, obviously. I I, I'd rather I'd have like, it done privately now, I think. Uh, but I've always been a fan of the space program. I've, I've never resented that. There was a, uh, I, I'm not a big 
NASA fan myself. Um, I you know, rather have. I'd rather be cutting that budget and have it being done more privately. But I understand, mm. and it's a, it's not a particularly controversial part of the budget. It's a small slice, but they they had a, they they went over all the different um, agencies that Trump proposed on the on the budget. Mm-hmm. He only per, he only proposed increasing the budget on four agencies, and everything else was was were you know were cut in some way, some as many as much as the EPA, which was thirty one percent, I think was the biggest one. Um, but the four that he increased were um, NASA, uh, NASA was, and that was the smallest one. Um, military, uh, military. Homeland Security, okay, and uh, Veterans Administration. I mean, that's what you want, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's I, pretty good. The budget's uh, other again, than NASA because you can make the case that that should be done privately. Yeah, you I, can I, make that case. I mean, I I would rather have it. I'd rather have us not spending all that much money on, on NASA. But I don't. It's it but is. A I've small. always loved NASA. I think and and to to set a goal of sending men to Mars. I think that's really good because. You know, everybody says, well, we have our own problems on Earth. Let's take care of those before we go off into space. We're Earthlings. Let's blow up Earth things. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, however, um, while you're exploring, while you're trying to get someplace, you generally make discoveries. They certainly did during the moonshot effort. Uh, they made, I mean, they developed Tang during that time. <laughs> that's not the, best ar- not the best argument. Where would we be? Think of this now. Th- imagine a world without Tang. You know, amazingly, my I world mean, has been tang-free for quite some time. You you can't be serious. I am. I actually you don't. You can't be don't, serious. Don't drink all that much tang. <laughs> I haven't drink. I don't think I've had a drop of tang since I was Do they still make it? I'm sure they old. do, right? Uh, they have to, right? But Jeffy? Uh, yes. Yes. Since okay. it's a food substance, I figured you knew maybe, about it. Maybe that's a, a Spoons episode one day. We got tang. a big glass of tang to try to remember what that tastes like. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you do. But I, I cell know. phone technology, GPS technology, all of that kind of stuff, ballpoint pens that can write upside down, all that stuff came from NASA. I don't know if it's and the so most you, efficient you way to create things, but it, either, it is the, the but, side result a lot of times. But it is. When you spend yeah, it is. multiple billions of dollars on something, you do tend to get something out of it usually. Yeah, and it also um, focuses but, the national attention on something, you know, grand, a grand yeah. vision. I like that. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm torn on it. I'm with you. I like that. I, you know, I like the story of us all uniting to go to the moon, and Mm -hmm. I I like that story. However, Mm -hmm. part of me also thinks like I don't know. I mean, is the president is sitting there being like, oh well, we're going to all unite and and essentially what we're saying is going to distract everyone to more positive things. Like, hey, well, look look over here. There's a big red thing in the sky. Let's go there. How about that? Don't worry about with all problems here. We'll just we'll go up there to that, that red thing, and then we'll get there and. Well, I'll be very excited about it. I mean, it's cool. And I, 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 look, I doubt a private company is going to Mars anytime soon. They're You're not. Just, I mean, money-wise, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Um, so I, I think there is, it's not, it's like, it would take me, if I was president and I had uh, 100 senators on my side and all the congressmen on my side and every Supreme Court justice I named, mm-hmm. I'm not getting to NASA still for a while. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm like, it's like the last day in office. I'm like, what else? Ah, yeah, cut that NASA thing like 50%. But it's like not to the last day. Like there's a lot of other crap I get to before NASA because there is some good things that come out of it. Yeah. I just I prefer it. I would like it to be that sort of thing. Like anything we can turn over to private, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some things you can argue that you know high levels of research and, and obviously going to Mars and things like that. I, mean, I you know I think you can make arguments for them, but I, I still wouldn't. But I mean again, it's the last. It's not a top priority cut for me. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, the last time we went to Mars, we left a guy behind, and he almost died. Yeah, he, he was, was there for was there years. For a long time yeah. by himself, and fortunately, he grew potatoes in his own poop, and he... <laughs> Uh, did a really good job staying alive until yeah. we got back to get him and well, rescue him. Uh, they were really potatoes. Poop potatoes is what they called them. Yeah, and so. uh, poop potatoes were uh, shockingly tasted a lot like potatoes. I'm sorry, they I don't just, think I'm eating those potatoes. They were just made with poop. That's that's one of those things you hear. Well, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat it. Not poop potatoes. No. I'm not eating them. No, I'm not, not gonna, just not gonna. No. <laughs> what? I just rather die. No. Of course. You sometimes would. you just rather die. Of course. You, you know. Yeah, I you mean, would. that's just really. Yeah, you. You would. make the distinction. Sometimes we found that with Dr. Kavorkian. Sometimes you just want to die. And uh, right. the poop potatoes thing is, is one of those moments. You one just say, moments. you know what, I'd rather not. Nope, uh, I'm just going to go outside without my mask on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm all set. You know, it yeah. was a good, we had a good run here. Yeah, we did. Uh, I mean, I, could, I showed I could grow the poop potatoes. I just, I'm just not going to eat them. I, I can't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> now, when the other guys get here and find my body decaying outside, uh, and it won't decay as fast as it would on Earth. However... Uh, they can eat the poop potatoes. Yeah, they got if they're hungry, plenty of poop potatoes <laughs> to go ahead and boil up or or mash or whatever would, they want to do. I would do. say I definitely boil them. Uh, maybe <laughs> for a long time. Maybe longer than normal. Yeah, um, a lot longer than normal. You know, that would be one thing <laughs> I would do. And I think I put might put a list on here. Hey, just so you guys know, for future reference for for posterity, um, I uh, you I could have lived. I just chose not to. <laughs> I, I could have eaten the poop potatoes. I just chose to die. Just chose not to. I mean, like, look, we all have difficult choices in our lives, oh, right? And, and uh, that—that that, I mean, I know I would have made one. That was actually not all that difficult. Uh, the death over poop potatoes, not really a. Hey, Jeffy, you're eating your poop potatoes. Oh my! Are you? Yes. Yeah. He's eating them in like Irving, to eat. let alone Mars. <laughs> He's planting them in his backyard. <laughs> I, I have not uh, grown poop potatoes yet here in Irving, but I'm willing. I mean, why not? As long as you can dip it in some garlic aioli uh, when they're fried, you're oh, fine with bougie it. sauce. Oh, boo- that's right. That's I bougie don't want no bougie sauce, sauce on my you put butter, butter, you're fine. <laughs> but, well, I was saying on French fries. You're saying you put butter on French fries? You could. Sure. Why not? Mm. All right. Is that a thing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I really don't think so. I could be out of touch. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. There are better ways to go if you want to be prepared, you know, food wise <laughs> than, than poop potatoes. <laughs> there are definitely what? better ways to go, and well, one of those ways, <laughs> the way that I've chosen, Stu has chosen, Glenn has chosen, Jeffy has poop potatoes, uh, <laughs> but the rest of us have gone with my Patriot Supply. I was about halfway through that story. I'm like, man, I hope this isn't in my Patriot Supply commercial. And fortunately, <laughs> it was. Oh, man. Well, look, this is a lot easier to prepare than Matt Damon's diet. Uh, yep. And it tastes unlike a Matt lot Damon's better. diet. You know a lot better is. than poop potatoes. Uh, it lasts up to 25 years. Um, and you're going to give you four weeks of it for only 99 bucks. So, I mean, think mm. about how much food costs, uh, you know, for really any food, let alone food that's going to last for 25 years. Uh, you're not going to get four weeks of it for $99 anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you can get it with my Patriot Supply, plus free shipping. I would talk to him about other options, too. This is a great way, if you have a family of four, to have a week's worth of food for each of you for you, you know uh, that's all packed away and you're all taken care of. Or you could talk to him about um, you know being prepared for a longer period of time if you're worried about that. So call him and talk to him about it today. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. That's preparewiththeblaze.com.
My sister-in-law just had a baby boy, and that's great news. But with that great news comes a lot of cost. After college, she had a ton of student loans, and it was overwhelming. These things can completely wipe you out if you don't get a handle on them. How do you do that? Credible.com. Credible.com is an online marketplace of vetted private lenders that has helped over 130,000 borrowers find better rates on their student loans. It's simple. You just go to Credible.com, answer a few questions, and right away you get personalized rates with no bait and switch. Multiple lenders are competing to refi your student loans at historically low rates. Your data is secure, it won't affect your credit, and you won't get spammed. Credible saves the average borrower almost 19 grand. That's 19 grand for a new car or to take a sweet vacation every year for the next 21 years. For a limited time, Blaze listeners get an extra 200 bucks when they refi with Credible. Go to Credible.com slash Blaze. Credible.com slash Blaze. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. There's Stu right there. It's, uh, hey, Stu. When are we coming back? We're back now, Stu. We're back now. <laughs> this show's pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. It's pretty good show. <laughs> Very pretty professionally good show. done. Uh, quite nicely. Executed. I'll let you know. I, I, the only reason I was late coming back, I didn't even leave the room. I just mm-hmm. walked over to the other side to get my bagel from this morning that I didn't eat yet. Oh, wow. And I, and I didn't really rush to get back because I, no, I, I knew that. you guys would be here. Yeah, we were here. I mean, you, you're usually here when I come back, and so I didn't make it for the beginning of the break. I'm really happy for the explanation. So? So? Right? Yeah, right. Is that going to change some important part of the news? No. I'm just going to no. be able, when we go to commercial, to eat. Because right. obviously, we, you know, we're, we're wasting away up here. Okay. Appreciate your explanation. Thank you. Thank you. Not that anybody was demanding one, but... Uh, well, I thought you. the fact that I thank was standing it. in front of you when the camera came on might be something that I should Didn't explain. really care. No? Okay. No, I don't think they even noticed. It's true. Like, Most people... I've, I've, it's the same We've heard from a lot of great listeners and viewers who, uh, who when they turn the show on, if you, kind of have, if you find the control for uh, brightness and you turn it all the way down, mm-hmm. you hear us talking without having to see us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a really nice feature. Try that. A lot of TV. Try that, won't you? <laughs> Try can you even turn the brightness? Yeah, I guess you can turn brightness down. Yeah, back in the day, they used yeah. to have the knob that That's you right. could go all the way down. If you, you had that- the vertical and the horizontal, too, oh, yeah. way back in the day. Was, yeah, because oh, yeah. Yeah, the TV picture would start to roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, hitting the top. That's not really what... That's not the- slam the top of it with the rabbit ears? <laughs> oh, yeah, we used to hit ours all the time. It yeah. never worked. No. Well, I think, actually, I think it did yeah, work sometimes. You're darn right it did. <laughs> yeah, I think it did, actually. Uh, all right, we've, uh, we've been going through this uh, Gorsuch hearing the last few days, and uh, it kind of brought back to memory uh, what happened in 1987. So, this, wow, this is 30 years ago already. Amazing. 30 years ago was the Robert Bork hearing. Uh, and during, during the Robert Bork hearings in the Senate... Uh, the Democrats and the opposition was so adamant about not having Bork, uh, they, they hired actor Gregory Peck to do this commercial. special feeling of awe people get when they visit the Supreme Court of the United States, the ultimate guardian of our rights as Americans. Mm. 
That's why we set the highest standards for our highest court justices, and that's why we're so concerned. This is Gregory Peck. Robert Bork wants to be a Supreme Court justice, but the record shows that he has a strange idea of what justice is. <laughs> he oh, defended no. poll taxes Moore. and literacy tests. Look at him. Look at him. Which he kept many Americans him. from voting. He opposed the civil rights law is that, that true? ended white-only signs at lunch counters. He doesn't believe the Constitution protects your right to privacy. And he thinks that freedom of speech does not apply to literature and art and music. Bastard. Robert Bork could have the last word on your rights as citizens. <laughs> but the Senate has the last word on him. Please urge your senators to vote against the Bork nomination. Because if Robert Bork wins a seat on the Supreme Court, it will be for life. His life and yours. <laughs> now, I, you know, what's amazing here, and first of all, there's a little just nostalgia from that that era of ads. Like, nothing mm-hmm. happens in that ad. No. It's like they walk up to the steps, and then there's just a picture of their two the face and the Supreme Court for, like, nine <laughs> minutes. Like, nothing. And then that the music goes from dun-dun-dun-dun-dun to... <laughs> they're in awe of the Supreme Court buildings. Yeah, too. everything was so When good. they're talking about Bork, that's And then, then Bork is. comes in, and the whole all the music is ruined. It's like this scary horror movie. Wait, 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 wait. Robert Bork might have stabbed naked women in showers at one point. We don't know. Or was it his mother? <laughs> um, it's funny because Weird. what I thought was really interesting about that is, is what you just said is exactly what everyone would say. Mm-hmm. In that time, if if you you know we're not in the middle of thinking about what Robert Bork believed or didn't believe anymore, right? So and it's been thirty years. It's been I thirty don't years. Remember. I don't remember all the details to those things. No. So right now, what would you do if we were to try to figure this out? If the Bork hearing, like you had to vote on the Bork hearing tomorrow, you'd look up all those claims and see exactly. if they were legitimate and exactly. read about them and understand them. Back then, mm-hmm. what did you people didn't do? have that? You what did, did they do? not. You just believed it. They controlled the narrative so tightly because there were ads like this with Gregory Peck, a huge star, voicing them. Mm-hmm. And then they had all the backing of the three major networks to say he was the worst person on earth, and then he lost. Right. And there was really nothing you could do because really even talk radio wasn't around to fight that battle. There was nothing. There was nothing. And, and instead so, of Bork, was that when we got Souter? No, Kennedy. Kennedy, Okay. Yeah, because it was Bork. It went Bork. Then they put someone at Ginsburg. There's another Ginsburg, not Ruth Bader, mm. but another Ginsburg, I believe, in there. Um, uh, do you remember this at all, Jeffy? Jeffy's looking at me with that. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm okay. trying. I am trying though, and I. I, okay. I can't remember if it's the other Ginsburg I, or not. I, I, I just out. read there is a. We have the internet, so it didn't uh, go Kennedy Souter, and then Breyer, or Breyer Souter. Well, because Souter was uh, George H. Souter was H. W. So he would have been right after Bork. Right. No. Yes. Yeah. Because right? Bork and yes. Ke- Kennedy came. We then H W. And then the Clinton and H W. went one for two. Right. Like he had Souter, but he also had was it Thomas? Thomas was in ninety one. Yeah. So yes, Thomas. So he had Thomas. So he went one Souter. for two. Yeah. He um, did. But Reagan, yeah. Rhett, Scalia, and, and look what they did to Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here was a black guy that they tried to railroad. Yeah. They I mean, al- and they almost did. Bad. They and they did. almost did with all that. The hairs on the Coke can and all that kind of nonsense. He only and had 52 votes. They had no proof of any of it. They had nothing. They had no evidence. They just had this woman's word, who was uh, an operative for them, essentially, at that point, mm-hmm. against Clarence Thomas, who was a, a highly respected judge, a highly respected uh, and he's given no indication of any of that kind of nonsense since. Yeah, um, uh, National Review had a story uh, yesterday that I read, and it's really long, but it goes through 
basically every single vote on a Supreme Court justice since the beginning of the country. And oh, wow. It, and it shows exactly Jeez. what happened. How, and I'm not even talking about votes. People who were just uh, like, you know, uh, Harriet Myers was put up there and then they never even voted on her. Mm-hmm. Um, that's happened all throughout history. And how many times the um, G- Merrick Garland thing happened was fascinating to read. I mean, it was like five or six times it's happened mm. uh, in our history where they would put someone up and they would just sit there with nothing for, you know, hundreds of days. And, and, and no one would ever even vote on them or consider them. Yeah. Um, so it was not unprecedented, as was reported widely. Um, Everything's unprecedented. Yeah, these of course. Yes. It, well, yeah, because they want it now. They mm-hmm. want their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at you look at that and you see, I, I want to say it was there was another one that was put up sh- for a short period of time and then withdrawn again right after Bork. So they actually stopped two in a row there, if I, if I remember the article correctly. Um, Jeffy, you haven't seen that, have you? I can, I, I can pull it up in the break, at least. Um, right. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you from me Googling things while I'm on television. <clears throat> um, but if that was, uh, generally speaking, what it was. And, but that was what I was really amazed by that. Their ability to control the narrative is gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, for all the complaints I have over Trump, and there are many, uh, he was able to... You know, because after the primary, they did go after Trump with pretty much everything they could come up with. Um, And he was able to go around him. I mean, he was. Uh, And, uh, you know, there was a lot of there's a million asterisks on that analysis. Um, So it's not uh, not comprehensive by any means. But I still think, you know, it's one of those things back then. You know, the only thing Reagan could do is get on television and make his case. But that's a partisan mm-hmm. case for the guy that you like, right? And the news, this unbiased source would come to you and say, this man's insane. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at this. And then you have these ads from people like Gregory Peck. You'd, that would wind up being you know, a, a two-sided battle. And then and the media would come in and Reagan solve put, it for Reagan the left put, every time. Reagan put four in, right? So he put he Sandy Day, O'Connor, yeah. Rehnquist, Rehnquist, Scalia, Kennedy, Anthony. And the, but who was voted on before Kennedy? I think it was I think it was Ginsburg and uh, Bork, so he actually had three attempts before. And and, mm. and and think of how well that worked. I mean, it's pr- it's probably the reason we have Roe versus Wade today is because they did the Bork thing. Because if Bork wasn't there, uh, if Bork was in there, um, he would have been the Kennedy vote. And the Kennedy vote has been the thing that's uh, you know mm-hmm. waffled back and forth on that issue, among along with many others. It's the deciding vote. Mm-hmm. It's con- it's the control of, of the entire uh, Supreme Court. And of course, they didn't yeah. blow Souter. You would have had another chance at it. Um, so many missed opportunities. Oh my gosh, mm. it's amazing. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Meanwhile, Pastor Robert Jeffress of the First Baptist Church uh, here in Dallas, defending a Texas high school's on-site prayer room, primarily used by Muslim students saying Christians shouldn't pervert the First Amendment like liberals. I would love to see, if this was a Mormon prayer room, how Robert Jeffers would react oh, to that. He's a huge fan, right? My guess, yeah, he's oh, a yes. huge, huge, huge fan. Yes. I know he would just, he would fall on his sword for Mormons if this was an issue. Mm. Uh, Fox News reports Texas Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton sent a letter to the Liberty High School in Frisco over concerns that the prayer room, which was established in 2009, could be violating separation of church and state. Now, that's such absolute garbage. It doesn't. But that's what they'd say about a Christian mm-hmm. prayer room. Uh, so why are Muslims immune to that, and, but Christians aren't? That's uh, a weird stance for Jeffress to be taking. Uh, and I guarantee he wouldn't be taking it if it were Mormons involved. <laughs> Frisco ISD spokesman Chris Moore claims the room is open for everybody. However saying in an interview that uh, sometimes there'll be other students in there who might be praying too. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Amazing. Um, interesting. So let's uh, let's go to we're on the First Amendment. Let's go to the Second Amendment. Uh, guns. Uh, there, um, the new report out from the National Safety Council, and is saying that uh, gun sales have reached the highest uh, they have been in in two years. Um, but the injury report for accidental deaths was down to an all time low. Uh, what? That's not possible because guns kill people, hmm. Stu. All huh. guns kill all people. That's, so, that's what they're designed to do. That's what they're for. It's Are they there use. to help? No. no they're there to kill. Kill. Um, Three-tenths of 1% of the 146,571 total accident, accidental deaths from all of their list, listed causes were from guns. Um, in 2015, 23 million firearms were sold, with an increase to 27 million in 2016. With all these guns sold and accidental deaths dropping to historic lows, the National Shooting Sports Foundation believes the education about gun safety and responsibility is paying off, which is true. Um, however, I think, you know, when you have something where there's this many guns, obviously you're going to have, um, you know, some people are going to do bad things with them, but the percentage is so incredibly low. It's hard. It's, it's one of those things you can't, you can't defend against it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with cars. We're seeing now the terrorists, it looks like in the UK, are using cars again. We saw it in, in uh, uh, Paris, or was it Brussels, uh, was, the car, uh, was the truck. Um, I'm getting all these terrible attacks confused. However, if you take a you know, product A away, they will use product B or product C or product D. I mean, like, you know, when you want to kill a bunch of people, you're going to try to do it, and you're going to mm-hmm. use whatever you have. I mean, obviously, the most famous one of all time is or airplanes. It had nothing to do with guns. Uh, box cutters and airplanes. Um, so we do know that that will They're happen. They're using it, a lot of cars right now, too. So maybe yeah. we need a three-day waiting period on cars. Buying a car, wait for three days. Have you checked out? Do you have metal disorder? Do you have any uh, history of anything going on in your past that we should know about? You can't have a car until we find out. Makes a lot of sense, Pat. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. They're instruments of death, Stu. Okay? How many, you know how many people die in cars every year? Oh, a lot more than a lot guns. more than guns. And a lot of them are accidental. The people don't even them. know about them. They're, they're just not even... We make these arguments in jest. Uh, However, when the uh, auto-driving cars thing is hitting, they will be making them in reality. Yeah. Those exact arguments will be made. They will say, people can't control themselves. They're they're dying at these ridiculous paces. We can stop Uh these deaths. These people should not be allowed to drive. Yeah. You know what else is killing people at a ridiculous rate? No. Your faucet. Your faucet. Your faucet Your kitchen faucet. Killing people. Dead. Report from the Environmental Working Group, and who can argue with them? How many times have we talked about the credibility of the Environmental Working Group? I don't know. Um, many, many, many. Many, many. many. I, I will too say, many to, to, to count. I, this is one of those things, though, you know, why not be sure? It's, uh, you know, if you're going to drink water, why not be sure that it's uh, filtered? And, and right. Because we are weird with it, and I understand. I really am. I don't, like, I don't like to drink from the tap. No. Because there is stuff in it. I know there is. I can taste it. I can smell it. I can see it when you hold up a glass to the light and you see little floaties all through it. That's it. Ah, I that's, can't that's, stand that. That's, I, <laughs> as you know, as you know, I have major problems with that type of thing. <laughs> uh, I uh, you do. I can't even think about it. That's uh, why the Alexa Pure Pro is a, is a must, right, for people like us. They don't use this as their slogan, but no floaties. <laughs> Okay. The Alexa Pure Pro removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. We're talking about parasites, bacteria, lead, mm-hmm. pesticides, pharmaceuticals, chromium-6. Someone tweeted me the other day and said chromium-6 is the Aaron Brockovich thing. Oh, wow. That's what it was. Okay. I have no idea if that's true, but I saw right. it on Twitter. Well, then, it has it's to be gotta true. It's got to be true. 
Um, so all of that uh, and more. And, you know, look, you're going to get fresh, clean, uh, filtered water. And each pro filter has a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons. So it costs hardly anything yeah. per gallon, like pennies. 888-895-7746 is the number to call. 888-895-7746. Or you can go online at getalexapure.com and you'll save 20 bucks off the retail price. 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. All right, you know what? Something's no, wrong with style. Jeffy today. I we got to stop. stop the show. Stop the show stop the and show. find out what the hell is wrong with Jeffy. We today. could go on with the news. Why Jeffy, is that? What's Jeff, going on? There's something wrong with our little honey bear. Yep. And yeah. I don't know what it is. First of all, how can we help you? How can we help you get through this? Help As us. You stop help you. Calling me honey bear first. That's number one. I absolutely okay, number will one. Not. You stop. You're you're just too adorable and huggable for me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am concerned. How about you? We're all What's going on today? First of all, mm-hmm. I'll set Pat over here for just a second. You, personally, have never been concerned about me <laughs> a day in your life. <laughs> so don't even... Why would you say that? I'm, I'm, I just stopped day. the national broadcast to come to you and say, hey, friend, buddy, what... what, what uh, so what is what's pro- what's just, the problem today? Just, You're out of sorts today. You what's are. Wrong? You are out of sorts. What's wrong? We're only moments away from the Jeffy segment, and I don't mm-hmm. like that you're out of sorts. No. Well, that's fine. I'll be all right by then. What's go going ahead, on? Go what ahead. can we do? Go ahead. How do we solve this Look for at him. You can tell it's yeah. written all oh over his God. face. America is worried right now. <laughs> America is worried about Jeffy. I, seriously, you just threatened to, not, to kill me, and I said, go ahead, so do that. Kill? Listen to kill. it. You see what we're saying? Oh, we you, would well, never you, you say anything stand. like that. You didn't say kill. No. Right. You what? said stab. No, no one ever said that at all. Anything you? of the kind. I, you, now you're hallucinating. Something's really wrong <laughs> with Jeffy. This is really, really wrong. <laughs> you do miss a lot of good material in the breaks, I will say that. Uh, um, but, uh, well, so should we just move on and just, we hope, hope you can get hey, through this. Hey, what happened to the people who paid to be here uh, during our show? At They're coming. The, are they coming? Yeah. Do we know that? Yeah. When? Uh, as soon as won't be long. A May was the uh, original outside date. What are we talking Some about? knuckleheads paid five thousand dollars to hang out with us for the day on the show. God, that's stupid. Or six thousand or something. I don't They're know. They're still because the uh, daughter or <laughs> the sister-in-law was still going to school and she would be back in time so oh. that the whole family could be here. Oh, okay, well, good. Mm-hmm. All right, nice. awesome. Well, I can't wait to see them. Okay, um, and obviously we we'll, we would like you to not come in that day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they I, knew when what I say they were we, buying. Well, when I say we, I mean us and the family. Mm-hmm. That would be coming. They've they, already they've told requested. us. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they have? They've already told us. They didn't tell us when they were coming in, but they said when we come in, we don't want it. <laughs> Do you mind if uh, Jeffy's just not there? And we said, <laughs> uh, believe me, mind. We'd be incredibly gratified. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, um, so uh, you know what I'm worried about, though? What? Cultural appropriation. No, oh, no. Not a Cultural <laughs> appropriation. It's happening. Oh, no. It's happening. Just like climate change, it's no, happening. No, 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 no! Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what, ha- what is happening with cultural appropriation? Hair braids hmm? are being worn by people who shouldn't be wearing hair oh, don't braids. Don't tell me a whitey did it. A whitey did oh, do it. Nice. And the culture was appropriate. Did you know that there has never been 
a white person who has had Not, their hair braided. No, that's right. It's never occurred. No. In history. That's Until a black person thing only. Only black people can braid their hair. Yeah. And I think we can all be comfortable with that standard. <laughs> uh, though I do remember it in uh, many, you know, uh, white women over the years. Uh-huh. Um, it's wrong. It's always been wrong and it always will be wrong. A uh, student at Hampshire College in Massachusetts noticed players from a visiting women's basketball team sporting hair braids, and that apparently proved too much for her to handle. According to uh, court documents, the Hampshire College student stepped up to the Central Maine Community College players and demanded they remove their hair braids, citing cultural appropriation. Now, uh, the visiting team, which crushed Hampshire 91 to 39 didn't obey her order they appropriated her culture anyway can you imagine Mm. this is uh unconscionable then things really got nasty the Hampshire student allegedly started a physical fight with one of them uh pulled her hair until she fell to the ground and then another one another of the main players stepped in and she grabbed her and threw her to the ground by her hair What's more, even the coaches were trying to break up the fight and uh, apparently couldn't. The main players apparently were screaming swears and racial slurs, according to the coaches. Uh, Carmen Figueroa pleaded not guilty to charges of disorderly conduct, assault and battery and assault with a dangerous weapon because of cultural appropriation. Mm. She was not guilty due to cultural Appropriation. So that's a legal argument now? Yes. Yes, it is. I did not know Not that. a jury in the world that would convict you if someone has appropriated your culture. <laughs> so, any of you people putting, uh, like, sheets over your head and being Casper the Friendly Ghost, that's white appropriation right there. <laughs> it and is. I won't stand for it. I will not what? stand for it. KKK appropriation? Is no, that- that's, that's like Casper the Friendly Ghost oh, okay. is white. Mm-hmm. Like, we're white. It's part of our culture, being white. And uh, Pat, normally I would be so distraught over what you're talking about, but I'm having a really tough time concentrating seeing Jeffy in this state. I know. I mean, look at this. Look at him. I know it. I mean, uh, Jeffy, we, we care so deeply about you and everything that happens to we're you. We're seriously concerned. Um, and uh, I just... Has someone appropriated your culture? or <laughs> what, what has happened? On? What is going on? Yes. Just tell us. Yes, I saw another fat Did they appropriate the fat culture? Today. Yeah. Fat? Dang it. Dang it. Wow. That's, that's not nice to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> no one could be anywhere near as fat as you, so you know they're not going after your culture, Jeffy. <laughs> so what's oh, wrong? Oh, good then. <laughs> wow. I think... You know what? I think we take a break, and All right. we're going to try to handle this... Uh, issue with Jeffy uh, <laughs> off the air because we don't want to exploit it. Right. Um, no. But don't. then we'll come back on the other side with the Jeffy segment. Okay. Um, and luckily, we'll, we'll give him as much time as he needs to get through what he, mm-hmm. you know, the oh, half a great. story he prepared for it. Um, and then we'll we'll delve into. Does this he a have an entire half of a story? <laughs> well, no, but he will. Okay. I think by the All time right. the, the segment starts, that would be a miracle. All right, more patents too is inevitable. <laughs> would it? Yeah, it'd be an absolute miracle. If you had any more than like one sixteenth of a story, I would be mind boggled for days.
stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Yeah, and stuff. So number two uh, died uh, yesterday, Chuck Barris. Uh, from the Gong uh, Show fame. Wait, who was number one? Uh, Chuck Berry this past week. Oh, yeah, that's Chuck Berry and Chuck. Oh, are there going to be three Chucks now? It's possible. Now? If your name is it's Chuck, possible. I'd, be a little, I'd be a little worried if I, I were you right now. Uh, I know. So. so it's okay. But anyway, it's <laughs> sad to see him go. We were just talking yeah. about him the other day. He was, uh, he's, aside from um, the Gong Show, which was, I mean, that show set. Oh. Come on. Legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Everything back then was a Chuck Barris production. That's for sure. Everything. That's for sure. What we were talking about uh, yesterday, was it, was it yesterday we were talking about the unknown comic? Yeah. Uh, I remember talking to Chuck about uh, a few years ago when his book, the CIA book, came out of his, that he was uh, some kind of secret agent or something. Mm-hmm. And we talked, we interviewed him about his new book, and we asked him, I remember... Uh, one of the saddest parts of the interview, we asked him how uh, Gene Gene the Dancing Machine was. Remember Gene Gene yeah. the Dancing yep. Machine with the gong show? Yep. And you're all waiting to hear, you know, hey, Gene Gene, you know, oh, he's fine. Uh, he's got diabetes really bad. Both legs are cut off. And, uh, oh, man. Oh, uh, not good. It was like, okay, well, Chuck, come on, come up with us and something. Yeah, you just Come you on, just Chuck. Just lie at that point. Come uh, on. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to. So, how Gene Gene the Dancing Machine? <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's got diabetes. Yeah, he he's got diabetes real bad. He's got lungs. <laughs> he's not doing well at all. Next question. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah. What's it like to rough. get that old, Jeffy? Stu, after a while, you just take it as it goes. Okay. Yeah, you just take it as it goes. See, it's not his age, because he's, he's very comfortable talking yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something else. Little, no, there's probing. something else wrong with our little pumpkin over there. I don't know what it is. I mean, Chuck Bears was 87. 87. Okay. Uh, 87. And Do you remember figures. him when he first came up? Do you remember, like, hey, that youngster's going uh, <laughs> to make a dent in this world? Do you remember that? Do you ever think of that? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, I used to call you know, hey, Chucky. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, yeah, Chucky. Hey, Chucky. That's, yeah. the, that's what you came up with, was hey, yeah. Chucky? That's the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do you have here, Jeffy? So we have, uh, we have uh, Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Those are plus Twitter. Those are probably the big four, right? Mm-hmm. In today's world, yeah. But uh, the new audio version going in cars soon, and I wouldn't mind it. I guess on your phone, but right now it's just going uh, for the smart device link in your cars. Uh, they just made a new deal with uh, Toyota and Ford. Hear me out app, so you're able to leave 42 second audio. It'll be like an audio tweet. For a lack of a better, oh, so like kind of so like how 42 Instagram does 42 video, seconds. right? Instagram does uh, sixty yeah. seconds of video, so you'd have like a quick little audio chat, forty-two seconds voicemail, done. basically. That's what it was. Yeah, that's really, that's what it is, yeah. right? That's yeah. They make it something. That's exactly what. So it is, is that an app? Like, is it a social normal social network? I've never heard of it. No, it it is not now. Uh, it's in they're they're doing it for automobiles, and I think what they're trying to do is make it so that you're not texting. You know, oh, okay. typing ah. while you're driving. So, I mean, that's kind of... I see the new sign up on uh, the highway that uh, we all take every day. It hasn't changed for two days, so it's working. 555 texting deaths in Texas so far texting this year. Texting deaths or driving Oh, wow. Deaths? I haven't no, noticed that, that sign. That sign says the 555 texting, I think. Wow. Jeez. Oh, yeah, we just had someone who uh, got a major accident that we know, I know. Uh, because the other driver was texting. Yeah. Uh, and it is, I mean... 
Man, it's it's and, tough. It's it's such a, it's such a tough line because it sure is. You think you, you can like look down for a sure second do. and be fine, but you really you, you shouldn't do that. You sure do, and you all and we've all had that close where you slam on the brakes, you go, oh, mm. you know, catches you off guard, or at least I mean, I have for mm. sure. Yeah, which by the way, none of us have ever done that. We were just setting Jeffy up, and now the police has the information it needs. Yeah. Oh, that's Finally. fine. Whatever. They've got all you right. know these people. It's so good of Texas not to have a state income tax. But they've got buses full of police officers that are driving up and down some of our highways looking down into automobiles to see if people are texting oh, really? uh, on their phones. Now, that may have been a, a, special, a special case study uh, to mm. see on the roads, so that might not be happening right now still. Mm-hmm. But they were doing that for a while. That's nice of them. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't know that it's, it's illegal to text in Texas. Oh, I think in some counties it is, sure. It, yeah, I mean, maybe in some areas, but I don't yeah. think it's a state law. Uh, I could be uh, incorrect on that. And um, uh, If it's not, it should be. Uh, yeah, it probably should be. You know? I, mean, uh, you know. I don't know about this cell phone thing, because a lot of states have you, you, the cell have phone. Have to be hands-free. You, yeah, you can't, yeah. You, you can't be on your cell phone while you're driving, but so, I, I, not in Texas. Texting, I mean, that- texting bans in 46 states. The four that, that, well, there's two that don't have them at all, Montana, Arizona. Than two that have partial, which I think in Texas it's partial because yeah. it's like when you go by schools mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's um, uh, Texas and Missouri. Ooh, you're not supposed to text when you go into a school zone. No, you're I mean, not supposed to go anywhere near a school that's zone the for best any time. reason. Mm-hmm. That's when you're driving slow. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> it's it's a the That is Jeffy logic. That's the best time it's when you're driving <laughs> slow. That's like I, I drive better <laughs> when I'm drunk because I'm more careful. Uh, it's the same kind of. <laughs> that is kind of what it, that's kind of what it's yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. What else you got, Jeffy? Uh, you got is 30 seconds. You got nothing? Is so that t- it? Just tell no, we can talk, look, we can talk about the, the gang rape in Chicago that was broadcast on Facebook live. We can oh talk about gosh. that. Oh, yes. Oh, oh that's fun. Right? We no. all, we're all looking forward to that. No. no. I'd rather make fun of you for the next 17 seconds. Yeah, what's the matter, Pumpkin? Come on, what, what's, Why are Come you so on, out of honey. sorts just today? What happened? A, First of all, turn that frown I would down. love to talk to you about it, Pat. Would you? But I've not talked to Stu. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it worked. I'm a, a bit confused by this next story. Um, there's a theater in uh, Los Angeles um, that is now providing barf bags uh, to theater goers that see a particular movie. It is uh, a movie called Raw, and it's about cannibalism. Now, Jeffy, I, I come mm-hmm. to you as the uh, expert on this particular topic. Why, uh, if you're going to eat human meat, why not cook it? That's a good point, Stu. <laughs> I mean, why not cook it? Why not? You know, look, if you're hungry, you're in a hurry. And you like things raw? A lot of times, yeah, you like things raw. A lot you of know? times, a lot of times, uh. Sometimes medium rare isn't enough. And, you know, when you start eating humans, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of other humans that frown upon that, so you got to do it quick. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of other humans that frown upon that? So you got to, you know, you got to get it done quick. Hmm. Uh, well, they're apparently saying it's a very gory movie. Uh, and, I bet. Uh, I would assume so. Uh, it is uh, opened in select theaters this month, has grossed an incredible $78,000 <laughs> in theaters so It far. premiered at cons. And, uh, you mean it's almost at $80,000? No, yeah, almost. it's almost not at quite. eighty grand. Not quite. Wow. So far. Not quite. Um, and it's now a that's French movie. worldwide. That's well, yes, not just in France. That's worldwide. <laughs> Obviously. So. Obviously. I mean, um, we yeah, don't want to exaggerate. Apparently, it's so gory that people have fainted. Uh, they have, uh, at least one person has vomited. I see it more as a publicity stunt, right? Yes. Yeah, like, usually, I mean, that's what that stuff is. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that's yeah. an actual thing. Uh, but there you go. Uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, if you watch that at all, uh, Kate McKinnon uh, is one of the big characters. She's in uh, only about... 96% of sketches. Um, only 96. There's about 4% of sketches she's not in. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, not. I mean, that's the theory. Uh, no one's really tested that out because she's in all of them. She really is, like, probably the most active cast member on that show. I mean, she's in almost everything. Mm. And she, you know, like, it's like the point where, like, she was Hillary Clinton, and then she was also, uh, what's her face from the Trump campaign, um, Kellyanne Conway. Oh, yeah. So, like, you couldn't do, you couldn't do a sketch where both of them were the same sketch because they were both her. Mm-hmm. And then. They're like, well, we need a Jeff Sessions. Who should we go to? Well, apparently they decided this was the best option. Watch. I cannot believe you were confirmed. Me neither. What can I say? I might talk to you, but I am very scary. Al Franken and Jeff Sessions, everyone. Like, how can they not get Al Franken? He's on the freaking show. This Wednesday was a day with... Yeah, I should be changing for Chud. Judd is next. Judd is next. Hmm. This must be difficult to do live. No kidding. Pastor Judd, set yourself, please. Stand by. Here we go. Ready? 31. 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, Roll 31, Beta Black, One. music up on track 31, Stanley going for it is all four. From U.S. fighter pilot, Harrison Beckett, 1944. I mean that. And the other one, shut. Hey, What's crapping? It's a lot of work for that. Yes. That sure is. I did see Jeez. that sketch too, not the, not the greatest sketch of all time. Um, wow. She's, and she's got like... Every sketch she's in. It's funny because what half the I think the allure of Saturday Night Live is that it is live and that they could screw it up. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's so. I swear, the way they do that show leads you to the amount of duds they have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's just so, yeah, that's true. Like you, we realize, like when they do the um, pre-recorded stuff, they don't miss that often. Like when they're doing like a you know one of those mm-hmm. like pre-done. I mean, they had one, one or two that have not really worked out, but most of those like. You know, they really take their time and they do it over a couple of weeks, and you know, it's they do it in advance. It's, they're usually pretty funny. It's the ones they just throw out there at the end of the show that are like, uh, I don't know. Who is that guy that used to do like rap videos and and yeah um, and songs? And he was super talented. He's Brooklyn Nine Nine. And those were Andy, those Andy Samberg. Were always good. Andy Samberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. And he does a bunch of it on his own as well. And some mm. of them are 
so freaking funny. They really uh, are. But the show, so far this season, is averaging 11 million viewers, which is the most in the last 24 years. It's amazing. I mean, it really Doing had, really well. It's hit that point of uh, real re- relevance, I guess, again now. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, the Trump, we had the, guy, the Trump uh, impersonator in yesterday um, on the radio show. And it's like, it's just, there's just so much there. Oh, there sure play. is. I, you know, Trump is just a gift to comedians. Yeah, he is. And and he he pointed yes, out like there's not, there wasn't as much to make fun of with a Barack Obama, and like well there was plenty to make fun of. A lot of it was, you know, him lying or hit the way you know the way he would um, manipulate subjects. Like there's a lot of stuff. And that, he said a million stupid things. Yeah, I mean they certainly made fun of Bush for that. Um, you know, like uh, a lot of doctors practice their. A lot of gynecologists pra- practice their love with women. I mean, that kind of stuff was played over and over and over. I believe that human uh, uh, beings uh. and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> they played that over and over and over they again. They sure did. But Obama, Hell, when he did. says 57 states, or he says later. that Barack Obama Jr. was born, when the thing happened th- uh, three years after he was born, uh, you know, they never took advantage of any of that stuff. And th- there were a million of those things. That they could have taken advantage of, and they, they just chose not to be called racist. Chose not to, yeah. yeah. Really, I mean, that was yeah. that's what it boiled down to. I do think that, that was a big part of it. They were afraid to make fun so of too. anything to do with his appearance. Yeah. They, well, they um, love him too much, and they loved, and they loved him. They yeah. loved the man. That's true. Yeah, they really did. Uh, meantime, six of the seven biggest Hollywood studios are are pushing uh, their offer to. They're pushing to offer movies in the home just a few weeks after release. I not soon l- enough. Love this idea. They're they're talking about offering movies really early, not not waiting till after the run in theaters, but you'd pay thirty bucks for them. And I, I would say I, more. They could get away with charging more. I got to tell you, I'd pay thirty bucks to see a movie I want to go to the theater uh, and see in my home. I, I I think I'd do that. Sometimes they're still they're still trying to find a way to make the theater people happy, right? So they don't. Right, because more people are going to opt away from going to the theater. Yeah, so they, I want, mean, uh, they want to, they want to make it so that you still have to go if you want to see it, brand spanking new, like out the, of the box. You got to go to the theater. Like, let's say that not this weekend, but next weekend, it. Beauty and the Beast is available. Right. Well, and, no, and you want to see it really badly. Six weeks, right? They said six. Did or it say seven six? Weeks. See, now that's not. I mean, they just said a mere f- a few weeks. A few weeks. Okay. Um, so I don't know. It could be two, could be three, could be four. I don't know. But let's say it's available after three weeks of release. Mm-hmm. Would you pay $30 if you really wanted to see it badly? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, unlike, oh, let's say here, let's say between 30 and 45 days. See, that's too much for that amount of time. 30 to 45 days. So if we have four uh, to That's not that much less than weeks. what we do That's now. correct. So the $30 or more is too much money for that amount of time between... Uh, release date. Well, I mean, you know, you, I what they do. Now, I like going to the movies, so I do too. Uh, I, but, I I like it, uh, so I'd rather go. I honestly would rather go to the movies than watch it at my house. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I I just you know I like going. I like even though you have experience. a fairly comfortable place to watch them, uh, you'd rather see them in the theater. And you're able. And to, it's fairly comfortable. But you're <laughs> you, but at home you're able well, but to you got stop all, it. But you got all the food. You got uh, yeah. I have that at my house. Not like that. And you don't like, have to drive. The, the movie theater is around here, and I don't know if this is this is not the case everywhere. But there's like there are dine-ins. Oh, they're phenomenal. You're ordering like chips and queso, and then they they're bringing in like now. a they have a to pasta be. dish. And yeah, a real dessert. And, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you can do that at home, but that's effort. Um, uh, and that's what I got the way for. <laughs> 
man. I don't know what you're doing at your house, dude, but I got a wife. I really do picture you go home, and you just plop down. Like, you walk into that door, you plop down in a chair. You probably fall asleep there. Uh, You know, she brings food. She just maybe puts it in a funnel and just goes into into your stomach. Is down your gullet, and then you get up and come back here without showering. You've that's been, how that's how I picture your life. You've been filming me at the house. <laughs> uh, no, I I just feel like like there's a situation I would like I would like to have this option because I would take advantage of it occasionally. Um, you know, like if uh, if I was at home and it's you know it's six weeks later and there's a movie I really wanted to get to in the theater and I didn't make it and you know the kids are in bed and you know I'm watching them and they're in bed and I can't go out. Yeah. Plus, I like the fact that you'd be able to schedule. You wouldn't have to hit the schedules. That is the one thing about the movies and that six, does it. And mm-hmm. six weeks is almost what we're doing now. That's not true, though. It's, it's pretty close. Uh, it says here they uh, have what, what on cur- demand. Currently, they have, yeah. currently they have what's called early release yeah. or whatever, and that's a premium price. I think you pay like twenty bucks, and you have to buy it, and it's usually twenty-two dollars. You can't yes. rent it, and I do that sometimes. I do too. So this is there's be some. <laughs> Don't tell my wife, but I do that sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you don't, Pat. Yeah, I do that. Don't be crazy. You don't do anything that you don't tell your wife about. That's no, I don't silly. tell her about that. But I mean, she does the bill, so she sees it. But it's too late by then. She's, you know, it's already happened. So, so. they're working with the theater chains on this theory. They would actually they? do a profit share. But yeah. listen to this. Currently, oh, wow. most mo- major movies are only made available to rent mm. some ninety days after their release. Some mm. studio offer so, some studios. Offer films for sale electronically 70 days after uh, they uh, leave theaters. Um, and then uh, other studios, uh, particularly Fox and Universal, felt that $50 was too steep. So their initial price was 50 bucks. They're now trying to get exhibitors to agree to a plan that would involve a lower-priced premium on-demand option that would be made available at a slightly later date, according to three studio insiders. And I like the idea of having the option, but I don't think I would use it all the time. I mean, no, it would be actually cheaper to go to the theater. It's a lot of money. I mean, 30 well, bucks per movie is a lot. I mean, that's what the theaters want, right? I mean, that's why they keep fighting, because they want, they, they want it to be you're going to decide, well, let's just go to the theater. Yeah. I'm they want so that. sorry. It's agonizing. They're making you walk out of your house for a reason. I mean, I know it's difficult. I know your life is so hard when you have to actually get up off the couch and sit in your we car. We have choices. We can, we can or, I can order a car to come to my house and take me to the theater. I don't want to do that. I want to order the movie in my home. That's I do, too. I like doing that. And, but, but here's the thing. $30 might seem like a lot. But if you go to the movie, you're spending it's twelve bucks a piece, and if there's four of you, that's that's more than thirty yeah. bucks. And the you food, and the food. And I don't know if you are aware of this, yeah. but it, while those food places are so nice and comfy in their tilt back chair, and uh-huh. they're bringing you nice frozen ice cream, hot chocolate, yep. and anything else you want, at eight thirty bucks at the end of the night. No, no it's, it's not. just, but it's you do have it's to hundred and thirty, right? I mean, <laughs> especially right. if you have more than one. But if, like, if a lot of times, if I'm going to watch a movie at home. Right. Like, we go out for, like, little date nights where you're going to go out to the movies and actually have dinner out and then go mm-hmm. right, to a movie together. But, like, if I'm going to watch a movie at home, I, sometimes I'd watch it with her. Right? But, I mean, I think a lot of times if I'm going to watch a movie at home, it's prob- it might even be by myself. And then $30 is a high price. Like, it's more than you'd take to buy it on DVD, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a few weeks later. Yes. So, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird window. And I, I like the fact that it would be an option. I'd, I'd almost rather have it at $50, but right at launch. Yes. You know? And then, exactly. Uh, then, you know, you can pack a bunch of people in if you want, if you, you, know, if you care. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and, and really, that's the theaters are fighting that. Because they don't, I mean, they want that opportunity to, have, to be able to have that window of, you can't get it anywhere else, but right here. 
You have to drive here to come to our place and buy our food and buy our drinks and sit in our seats. You can hate that. <laughs> hate it. Okay. Uh, Such a weird stance. You're yeah, so it is. With them. He's got a lot of them. Disney's it, it, Disney apparently isn't interested because they've they released Marvel, Star Wars, animated movies, and they have long runs. Those those last at the theater for a really long time. And if you notice, um, things like uh, Star the the uh, what was the last Star Wars called Force Awakens? Uh, that was quite a while before it came to on demand. The bigger it's the movie, the longer now. they wait, right? Yeah, I think so. Because they'll let the they'll let so. the movie run last a lot longer, right. and they'll just space everything out even further. Yeah, but because of antitrust laws, the studios can't work together to sign deals. They have to reach agreements with each participating chain on an individual basis. Talks have been going on for over a year, still very much in flux, uh, and a bunch of issues have to be resolved before they can actually do this. But this is a distinct possibility. It's kind of interesting. We'll see. I mean, they're protecting their turf, right? It's just like the music companies. And I guess they have to, because what are they going to do? If you um, suck out all the money out of movies like you've done out of the music industry, uh, it's going to change things a lot. It will. It's going to change I, things. I mean, there, it's weird because I don't know if it works. You know, you sit here and you protect your turf, and eventually you lose these battles. That's true. But I guess you keep it alive as long as you can. Yeah. Because, I mean, it makes, look, it makes no sense. I, I'll tell you this. We've had, uh, you know, things with theater change that we've done. Um, like, we've talked about, why don't we, if we do it, why don't we just make a movie? And then they have these live event things where you can just like, why don't we just release it like that? I mean, we would, you know, we could just essentially buy the theater space and, and rent, release a movie. And I'm sure people mm-hmm. would come see a conservative movie documentary or something in, in theaters uh, if we talked about it. Um, but that's, you can't do that. You can't right. do that in theaters because you have to go through the whole system. So, like, they have those live events that we've done before. Like, if you've gone to any of the Fathom events, which are great, um, where we've done, you know, stage shows or, uh, you know, speeches and discussions about all, you know, various topics from school to, you know, you know just Glenn's just comedy tours and stuff like that. But, like, you, it has to be a live event. So you can't just, like, I'm just going to, you know, put a movie on in, in that place instead of the live event. No, that's got to be a live event because that's the only cutout for it. You can't put a movie out that way. It has to go through the system. Yeah. Like, and that sort of stuff, like, eventually, I feel like, just goes away. Eventually, those systems break down because they don't really make any sense. You know, I mean, the, the point is, a, a movie theater should be putting it in the movies they think most people would want to watch. It's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And instead, mm-hmm. like, there's this, this, you know, long-standing apparatus that you have to fight through. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You know, if you really want really good phone service, um, and you also want your money to go to a place that you maybe believe in, uh, you might not be getting what you want with your current phone carrier because they take that money that you pay your bill with, and then they invest in liberal causes like Planned Parenthood or send it to Harry Reid or. Nancy Pelosi and uh, undermine your beliefs. Just one of these phone providers has donated eighty million dollars to progressive causes. Eighty million dollars. Uh, you need to have something to fight back against that. That's why Patriot Mobile exists. Mm-hmm. Um, Patriot Mobile offers all the great things that you get from your phone: your nationwide talk and text, high-speed four G LTE data, competitive prices, and they donate five percent of your bill. Uh, to a conservative organization of your choice. Patriot liberal one. It's shocking, I know. Yeah, Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract with credits up to $500, and you can keep your phone number 
and you get great nationwide coverage and support conservative values. Now, a lot of times you, when you start up a new phone uh, situation, it's it's a pain. You can't keep your number. Well, mm-hmm. you can keep your number now. Uh, the, the contract is a pain. Well, yeah, but what about the activation do that. fee? The activation Jeez, fee is there. I don't want to pay that. 35 bucks. Well, you don't want to pay that. Well, you don't uh-uh. have to now. Uh, use the promo code PATENTSDO when you sign up, and they're going to waive that $35 activation fee. So you're getting everything you could want. From nice. a great phone and a great phone company, all the latest technology, uh, and you're getting to support a cause you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com/PatAndStew. PatriotMobile.com/PatAndStew, or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Remember the code PATAndStew. Hi, <laughs> it's Pat and Stu. I'm Pat. That's Stu over there, the lovely and talented Yuck. Jeffy. There he is. All He's having this. a hard day today, so that's why yeah, I lied and we... called him lovely and talented. Yeah. What's going on, Jeffy? What we all we know he's horrible and uh, fat. And, we, and completely What can untalented. we do to help? Is there anything that we but can, that's you can think true. of? That's not true. What's the matter today, If Jeff? you could name anything. What, what, if I could name anything, yeah, what? Yeah, what, what, how can we help? Now, what, what's... Oh, no, I'll just stay here and be horrible and fat. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> Don't you worry about me. See, didn't that hurt? See, that that pierced right to that. You can tell. You can I mean, tell. that almost penetrated the skin. It was so hurtful, mm-hmm. yep. but not quite. Um, here's uh, a bunch of stuff that uh, Jeffy has eaten in his life, I think. I would say, well, let's go through this list, see how many we can see get See how to. many of these you know, Jeffy. Because I have 30, 33 of them. How many have you actually eaten? A lot of these I have. I'll cream, say that. Cream savers, I think I've had. Yes. Uh, so they're off the market. Uh, last few years, they're Why? no longer on the market. I like those. Those are Why? pretty good. That's a, that's a solid hard candy right there. And now Why? Those are not off the market, are they? Seriously? According to yeah, this article. That's what it says, yeah. According uh, to BuzzFeed, which yeah. never gets anything wrong. Okay, no, right. Um, Altoid Sours. Do you remember those? No, yeah, not at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. They're gone, too. Been gone since 2008. 3D Doritos? No, we a, lost them yes, in we, 2005. That was a big one, too. Yes, that was a big was. marketing push behind that. I, they were pretty good. I never had them. I got to say, you know what I had the other day that we did on Spoons a while ago? Um, and a couple weeks ago, which was those... Uh, Lay's chips that kind of like were they're kind of like 3D Doritos and like they they had a little air in the middle of them and they yeah. were like a little yeah, yeah. I don't remember what they're called mm-hmm. a poppers maybe yeah um, something like really that really good the, yeah that, they were that good. white cheddar one is freaking delicious if yeah, you happen to be good. around a bag uh, suck it up because it's pretty freaking good mm-hmm. um, how about uh, Dunkaroos I will say I don't know I don't know Dunkaroos, uh, yes, I I don't know Dunkaroos. this says it's the Holy Grail of childhood snacks but we haven't had them in the U.S. since 2012 I've never heard of the Holy Grail of childhood snacks uh, Dunkaroos I don't know what those are you've had them Jeffy yeah any when, good uh, just, I mean they're, yeah, just the usual. Yeah. were they the Holy Grail can we see a picture of Dunkaroos? Can they we go were, back to the Dunkaroo for a second? I, I don't necessarily remember them being the Holy Grail of... There it is. There it is. Of that, uh, cookies and does eating not, Dunkaroos. But doesn't look familiar at all. Not no, in any way. Me too. neither. I don't when know uh, Elvis was little, that's when they had huh. Really? Sprouts, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I noticed this. This happens a lot with uh, pop culture in that, like, I was thinking the other day of, like, why are they remaking all these weird, like... Silly children's things because you watch it. Like well, what? Like for example, Trolls. Now, Trolls. Yeah. It was a very successful movie. Um, however, to me, Trolls was this like stupid thing that like it was like nonsensical mm-hmm. and like not all that. Uh, it didn't penetrate culture. Like it had a year of popularity that was gone to me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the truth is. 
I just waited a long time to have kids. Because what they're doing is they're targeting these, it's all 90s crap now. Because the people who have four-year-olds were all born, or all grew up in the 90s. Now, I grew up yeah. basically in the 80s, yeah, yep. but I waited a long time to have kids, so I'm old. Um, but most of the people who are like 25 and have three-year-olds or 28 and have four-year-olds, they grew up in that period, so they're trying to get the parents and the kids. Right. So just like they did with me in the with the '80s stuff, you know, many years right. ago. You grew up in the '80s. I grew up in the '70s. Jeffy grew up in the 1810s. Was Te- it the teens? Eight, right. 1810s. Somewhere right around. Somewhere 18 like teens. So what, somewhere. what kind of movies did they have then? Do you remember? They didn't have movies. Then. No, oh. it's a, it's a they didn't have them. It's a shock. Yeah. Uh, Reese's Bites. I do remember these, and uh, certainly ate a lot oh, of them. Yes. Threw a few of them on ice cream oh my too. Gosh. Uh, you want to talk about a good little ice cream topping? Yeah, yeah a Reese's Bite. Uh, those are pretty good. Now, this right? is going to come as a surprise to you, but most of these candies, I've had on ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a surprise. That's, that's a, a stunner. I know. That's a stunner. Oreo O's. Mm-hmm. I don't know these either, and we Ooh. haven't been able to get them since 2007, and I've not even missed them. Darn right. it! I know. I have had them, and they're they're pretty good. Uh, but uh, now they're gone Post from post. Oreo O's. I don't know that I ever had those. Um, do, do you know what Vault Soda is? Yes, Vault Soda was. Um, I would say it was a Mountain Dew competitor, yeah. uh, like an energy soda type of thing before energy drinks were big. Gone um, since 2011. Since 2011. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Uh, it never was a big. It was that realm of Mountain Dew, Surge, Vault. Like they, uh, there's a bunch of sodas in that general vicinity. But it was a yeah. citrus flavor. And they had pre-energy drinks. Yeah. So I mean, the yeah. energy drinks came along. These are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, how about uh, cinnamon? This one, this one shocked me seriously. These are gone. Cinnamon and spearmint Tic Tacs are off the market and have been for six years. What? No, my what? kids. We get those stupid things all the time. I don't think you do. Now, cinnamon was always kind of a different flavor, um, you know, for Tic Tacs, but Spearmint's like a classic one, I feel like. Yeah. That's like a top flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, not since 2011, according to uh, BuzzFeed. Huh. Tricks. BuzzFeed can't shaped, be wrong. Shaped like fruit, Tricks have been gone since 2006. Yeah, a lot, you know, look, a lot of things. Tricks we make kids? our society better as we go. This is one we've ruined because yeah. the, the circular ball. Uh, tricks are not nearly as interesting as the ones. No, those are pretty interesting. The problem probably was that they sliced up the roof of your mouth like uh, like Captain Crunch does. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But still, I'd ra- I mean, they they were better. Yeah. I, my mouth has actually bled from Captain Crunch. I think. <laughs> uh, how about Profusely. I mean, you're just slobbering out my mouth. Just blood. And of course, you stopped eating at that time. No, no, I no you finished the bowl. I kept going. You got to finish the bowl. Uh, or the box. Uh, lime-flavored <laughs> Skittles. Um, lime Ooh. was the flavor of Skittles. Now they've uh, changed to apple-flavored in 2013. Who knew? Wow. I did not. Pepsi Blue. I do remember Pepsi yes. Blue. Yes. Yes. Uh, sweet Nectar is gone from North America since 2004. That's 13 wow. years already. Still available in Indonesia. If you're going on a business trip, <laughs> Jeffy? Uh, find some in Indonesia. <laughs> okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize that they were probably just sends their leftovers to Indonesia. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they it's got, gone. Yes, they got do. a lot of extras. Uh, they do this with Indonesia, Korea, and Japan for some reason. Mm-hmm. They'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we're done with it, they ship it over ship there. Ship it over there and just sell it till it's gone. Uh, how about uh, swoops? Do you remember these? They look like no. chips. I do. Oh, uh, Reese's. Yeah, they were good. They were good. I mean, they're just pieces oh, okay, of chocolate. Okay, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah I've seen those. I don't uh, but well, they don't have those anymore. Yeah, those not. were good. Mm. I liked them. I do remember those. <laughs> I do. I do. I do remember those. I want some fruit string thing. Oh uh, yeah, been gone since the mid two thousands. 
That one I don't remember. Wow, I, the I, string, th- the, I'm not the, the fruit stringies? Familiar. Yeah, you, did you eat those? Uh, my kids did. My kids still eat the, I mean, the, the fruit pull, uh, pull-offs. And st- you know, yeah, the, but the, the fruit roll-ups and the... And the, the roll-ups yeah, and yeah. the pull... And then the, yep. there's the flat ones that are just the, the pull-offs. But the mm-hmm. rolls of string... Now, I thought yeah. those were still around. Because I, I would say, why would you think Jeffy ate it? It says fruit. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say I ate it. That's I what I mean. You would, of course, right, you wouldn't eat it. Point. It says fruit. That would have tricked him, mm-hmm. even though it's not real. <laughs> it's not real fruit. Um, how about uh, Sprite Remix? I like Sprite Remix. It was a tropical. Um, though I remember the uh, particularly the tropical one of the Sprite Remix, but they had a few of them. You can't have any. Ruby um, Ruba Jam. Gone. I don't remember Ruba Jam. Very clear. I do remember. Uh, but uh, you know, they were just okay. A little. It's Sprite with a little bit, a little bit extra, but nothing, nothing crazy. Taco Bell's Verde Salsa is gone. Um, and Chicken Selects, Long Nugs, have been long gone since 2013. Hmm. Long Nugs. Um, <laughs> original Pepsi Vanilla. This is, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of any change like this. The Diet Pepsi Vanilla I was a fan of. They have Coke Zero Vanilla if you want the, just the vanilla yeah. flavor. But if you will die to Pepsi, you can get the Diet uh, Pepsi Cherry Vanilla, which is still in the market. In case uh, you're wondering. Fruitopia. Uh, lost that in 2003. Uh, squeeze wow. it. I don't remember squeeze it. Yeah, squeeze oh, yeah, were the okay. kind of fruitopia. Yep. It's kind yep. of the same kind of thing. Now I look at it. Yes. Um, uh, how about Snapple Elements? Do you remember these? No. Oh yes, I do. Yes, Jeez, yes, I do. Looking at those bottles, man. I'm not a Snapple fan. Um, oh, Snapple. They used to have some brands that were really, really good. These were, eh. Yeah, they're okay. But they used to have some flavors that were tremendous. And then for some reason they cut back and just went to the the, the different teas. teas yeah. That's not, yeah. Just, Here's a couple in a row that I remember. Skittles gum. I remember that. Um, and that's you can't have that anymore. I, I love that stuff. And Butterfinger BBs. Mm. Those, Ooh, I, those were good. Were pretty good. Yes, um, they were. You know, and if you ate, you could eat a lot of them because they're tiny, <laughs> and so it, it didn't give you any calories because they're just That's little small right. things. Not and, how and calories you could eat are a whole bag those of were, them, and those were easier to eat without getting stuff all over the place right? like you do with the Butterfinger bar, right? And you got no calories from them because they're tiny. No, the Butterfinger bar is great. Those not, were great. I don't know why they took those away. <laughs> uh, here, uh, here's one that you might not remember, uh, but I definitely do. Clearly Canadian. Canadian. Oh yes. well, you're a Canadian, Canadian sports hero. First of all, hero, Canadian so. sports hero, and I will tell you another yes, uh, another <laughs> another pathetic moment in my know history. That at all, um, uh, it was I, I bought some can- clearly Canadian stock back in the day. It was one of my really? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah I, I heard about it on the radio. For real? They're, like, they're like clearly Canadian. This is a big investment. Like, I must have tuned into a business channel. They're like clearly Canadian. Oh, wow. So I bought like two shares nice. for like sixty dollars. Uh, did still not did it? not work out. And yeah, uh, they're gone. Long, and, long gone. And, and by the way, there's another one uh, down here called Orbits. Now, this is you want to talk about a, something that targeted to anyone but me: soda with floating gelatin balls in the middle of it. <laughs> wow! Now, this one was made, I believe, by Clearly Canadian, and this is one of the reasons they said it was a good investment because people are going to love this. No, uh, they did not. <laughs> no, that was a bad call. Whoever you said, hey, people are going to love to drink something that has stuff floating in. No, no way. No, that's gross. Man. But th- this is me. This is that's like the gross. worst thing I can even think of. It's like, yeah, uh, like it's like uh, uh, it just like, maybe tur- what, it makes me creep. Like whoever came crawlies. up with that has long been fired. Long oh, been fired. yeah. What is the what's They're the homeless the, now? Is, it they live in is that what's floating in there? It's like I, think, I don't if know. I remember right, it was like little like gelatin balls. Like there's like little jello balls. You don't want that in a beverage. No. You don't want it in a beverage. I mean, uh, slice is gone. I didn't know that since 2009. Wow, slice. Slice. 
That was pretty good. That was. That it used to be made with that. Orange Slice. Uh, wow. Let's see if there's any more. Yes, here, it was. That's right. Um, a lot of the stuff I remember because at the time. Oh, the, Jello Pudding Pops. Yeah, they're gone. Big. That was gone. That was a big one. And we heard the incredible impression by Glenn today. If you missed that, go back today and listen to Glenn's Bill Cosby impression, which you almost felt like he might assault you at any time. It was that real. Uh, but it was, In fact, I, I slid closer. I slid a little closer. Yeah, that was. I did notice that, which was weird. Um, <laughs> so you got that. And then any uh, other... Yeah, I don't know if there's Not any other really. ones that really hit me here. Um, Not really. We've got to get to Spoons because it's a, an incredibly good, important episode. Oh, it is? Ding-dong ice cream oh sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Coming up. Commercial. Unpatented Commercial. Stew. Commercial. Break. Break. Yeah, hurry get up. to break. Why aren't we at break yet? Get off us. Get off us. Oh my gosh! Ding dong ice cream sandwiches! Yes, outrageous! Right. Uh, unfortunately, the very first ingredient listed nope. is animal tendon. Oh, so no. I'm gonna have to take that oh, from you, no, Stu. Stu. You that's can't a have shame. these. They don't typically oh, no. just animal it. tendon bone dust is number two on that. <laughs> you can't and have any, uh, Stu. That's a shame. That's a cocoa hoof. Is number three. <laughs> I like hoof. I like hoof. Dang I it! Hoof. If only Stu could have eaten these, but now he can't, so we're going to have to have his, Jeffy. Okay. Okay. If you, All right. I, you? I thought you were Mr. Vegetarian. I love the animals, <laughs> but I guess not. When we last left Hostess, by the way, they were going out of business because the unions pushed them out of Remember business. Remember that? That um, seems like a long time ago now. And, and we all said, well, you know, look, Hostess has got a strong brand. Twinkie, people are going to buy Twinkies and Ding right. Dongs eventually. Well, now yeah. they've come back much stronger. And now they have Ding Dong's ice cream. Ding Dong ice cream. Ding Dong ice cream. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. Look. Look at it. So inside, you're going to have some Behold. chocolate cake. You're going to have some vanilla ice cream. You're going to have some chocolate on the outside. Jeff, are you excited to try this for the first time? I am. Uh, these Ding Dongs mm. should be uh, pretty good. You're <laughs> uh, <laughs> so convincing. So bad. Jeffy's already eaten. He's already eaten these. Okay, so. So he can't. Ha- <laughs> give me yours. Uh, Let's try them. All right. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see if these taste different. Uh, very Ding Dong-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only with ice cream in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say... <laughs> I don't know I if the ice cream's great. It's not, it's not high quality I personally prefer cream, the regular Ding Dongs over the Ding Dong ice cream. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I will say, like... It's a little bit gritty. The cake is kind of... Yeah, the cake's a little gritty. I mean, and also I would say um, the cake to 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 hmm. ice cream ratio here, I don't know. It feels like it's a little too like much. dry mm-hmm. because the cake is dry. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it would be okay. Dry cake's okay in ice cream because, you know, at least it makes it better. Am I going to eat it anyway? You bet. <laughs> you bet. However. Yes, no. It, the, the chocolate is probably the best part, but the, the ice thing, cream the, the is regular, really low quality. Yeah. I, I would be the, surprised if it's even ice cream. It, it's probably more like ice milk. so much better than the frozen ding-dong ice cream, no, by far. Yeah. Now, um, um, I think this is, I, I wonder if that's real ice cream. I bet not. Hmm. Nope, bone dust. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tendon. 
It's just it's, tendon? It's, yeah, it's pig tendon. It's one pig yeah, tendon? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. I would say... <laughs> you know, I'm going to give this... Uh, frozen pig tendon. And uh, by the way, we have our spoons rules because we have a, a scale. Mm-hmm. And this is how we do this, by the way. And we did, try to do this every day. You've got three rules here. Uh, don't open or taste the product. Jeffy broke that one, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got describe the look and the texture before tasting. We didn't really do too much of that. You and, saw the look and texture. It, it was too evident. Yeah, a lot of people on radio uh, definitely saw it, too. And we rate <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 18 on the spoon scale, and that's the highest number Jeffy can count to. And, and that's a little misleading because he can't actually count all the numbers to 18. It's just the highest number he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the scale of 1 to 18, I'll give these... Uh, and s- it's also the number that he was he weighed at birth. Eighteen, 18. Mm. pounds. Yeah, that was not a good day for mom. Uh, I want to go with uh, on a scale of one to eighteen. I'm going to give these a seven. Mm, wow, seven. that's really oh, low. Wow, that's low. Yeah, and I'm not impressed with these. I, I would not. I certainly would not buy them. Um, they're not high quality. They're, they're just not. Yeah. I'll give them an eight. An eight. Jeffy, slightly more generous. Yeah, I mean they're just they're selling uh, on their good name of hostess and ding dong, but they really aren't. They're not very good. You only have so what's your number? You know, right, whatever you got. What did you guys say? Oh, did man. you just finish that, Pat? Is it gotten mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking about I didn't like it. <laughs> I did not like it. Lord, I stole up. All right, hi. Uh, oh, what, epi- what Glenn episode do we have to feature here? It's uh, a really good one that we love. Oh, and it's a Liberia one. we got to watch this. Check three this days out. in Liberia. Uh, you're going to love it. After leaving the Samaritan's Purse headquarters, I made my way to Elwa. And this is the hospital where Dr. Kent Brantley and Nancy Wrightball first contracted the Ebola virus. So standing in the uh, waiting room of the old hospital, imagine what this was like during the uh, Ebola crisis going on. Basically all this area back here would have been full with people suffering. Walking through this hospital, I, I couldn't help but think about how good we have it here. 200 patients were packed into this tiny ward. Think about that in terms of, it's 110 degrees outside. Everyone's sweating profusely. You have blood coming out of your eyes, ears, nose, and mouth. You're scared out of your mind. No one even wants to look at you. And you're packed in with 200 patients. So I walked in here with uh, uh, Dr. John Finkhauser. And like, I was walking around the other side. I came in here, ooh, spider web. And I found him just standing here, staring into this room, basically very solemnly. So this was the other American doctor, Dr. Rick. Uh, this, this is where Dr. Rick? Yeah. This is where they held him at. The bed is still in here. I think this is the only room that they still have the bed in, but... He, he, he could remember it almost perfectly. He said that they really haven't touched this bed. He said that, that, that was still there. But he said there was two, um, like, bleach buckets right here. And they said besides that, everything is pretty much as is. So this was one of the uh, Ebola treatment unit buildings. It was full of 200 Ebola patients. Uh, now it's, it's been cleaned out, but nothing's been moved in since. So kind of an eerie feeling. But I was about to talk to one of the men 
that helped change all this, Dr. John Finkhauser. Dr. John, as they call him, was a colleague of Dr. Brantley and Nancy Wrightball. He was on duty treating patients here at Elwa when the rest of the world was still just trying to figure out what was going on. We saw the first signs in, in the north in April. We were only reading about it and hearing about it at that time. And then uh, it came to Monrovia in June. And uh, in the, that first week, I was actually in Southern California at my son's college graduation and then returned from that graduation. And uh, for, the, for the following eight weeks, uh, Ebola became the primary part of uh, our practice together here. What are you thinking at that point? I, I had no expectation that it was going to become such a, a large-scale epidemic. In fact, we had an epidemiologist who came and sat with us and talked about a, a, the potential for it to be a, a large epidemic that would um, go out of control. And at, at the time, um, that seemed to me a uh, unlikely possibility. And, uh, and, and yet, as the crisis continued and we saw patients coming to the unit or coming to the hospital who had probable Ebola and then running away and realizing they were going back into their communities and uh, the, the volume increased beyond our capacity here, uh, we, we knew that it was going to be big. There was one night that I sat with uh, Debbie Eisenhut and Kent Brantley in front of the first Ebola treatment unit here in the chapel, and we looked at a map of the last eight cases of Ebola, and they were from such disparate areas of Monrovia that it just became clear to us that this was going to be big. Did you ever doubt your faith at any point? Did you ever get to that, that much of a low point? I did not get to the point where I wondered whether God was real and, and whether my faith was going to continue to be, you know, a, my support and my, my rock. But, uh, but I did come to a point where I, I felt that sense of um, that, that challenge that you have when godly people and good people and people who got the illness because they were helping others succumb to it. And um, I, I certainly questioned and quite honestly continue to question um, that part of God's creation that allows such intense suffering. Uh, but in the midst of that, so, so many reflections of a loving God who was present and in control uh, that, that my own faith was strengthened. Uh, there was a period of time where I was, when, when, when the Bible says, uh, pray without ceasing, it's sometimes hard to even conceive of that. <laughs> but uh, that period was the closest I've ever come to praying without ceasing. When the crisis was spiraling out of control, it was Dr. John and the team at Elwa that stepped up. During the crisis, people were afraid. People were associating ELWA with Ebola patients. And so um, there, there was a period of time where <clears throat> people were reluctant to come to our hospital. And yet, we were one of the few hospitals that was open in Liberia. So uh, we, we continued to see patients throughout. Towards the end of the crisis, when it was clear that there was no Ebola risk in our hospital, uh, there were still some of that stigma. There were still some people who would uh, you know, reflect on ELWA as the Ebola hospital and maybe 
the superstitions of, of, of the potential risk in, in our walls, but way more common, way more frequently we would hear people reflect on God's faithfulness at ELWA Hospital and how God used our little hospital to have such an impact during the crisis. Dr. John is very confident that this is where God wanted him. It was absolutely the call of God that got us here. I, I was a medical director of a tremendous county facility in Ventura, Southern California, and I, I loved the people I was working with. I felt fulfilled with what I was doing, uh, but in fact, my, my daughter who had an interest in missions from some of her short-term trips came and said, Mom and Dad, I'm graduating from high school soon. Uh, we, sh we should consider going overseas together. And, and, and that, that thought uh, became my wife and my reflection for a period of months until it really became clear to us that this is where God was calling us. Uh, ironically, what we thought he was calling us into uh, looked nothing like what he was calling us into. Uh, you know, we were coming to a, a hospital where there were two other doctors, Rick Saker and Camp Brantley, both of whom had uh, trained in obstetrics and were able to do C-section and high-risk obstetrics. And we this were starting... This is in 2013, yeah. We were starting a family medicine residency program, and uh, we, we anticipated uh, being a part of the big community of missionaries, and uh, it, it turned out to be something, of course, dramatically different than what we expected. I wanted to talk to someone that had actually been afflicted with the virus. Someone that had actually contracted the disease and lived through it to tell the tale. In our community, we were stigmatized. And coming to ELWA, for me, each time I enter there, sad memories comes into play. Because loved ones, friends, other patients who enter there, in search of medication, we are not able to tell their stories. So psychologically, it has an impact to play, not only in my life, but in the lives of almost all of the health workers. But what is certain is that God moves in a mysterious ways. And however we might try to understand the ways of our Creator, it is always above human comprehension. And all I can say is that it is the mystery of God that makes ELWA to work type of wonders they did. And we are grateful to ELWA for that. Amos is an Ebola survivor. So is the incredible woman I would speak to next. Barbara is a nurse here at Elwa, and she told me about her experience when she first contracted Ebola. I already knew that I've, I've had contact with a patient even though I have fever, but I just still didn't even feel it was Ebola. I knew all I had to do was to seek prompt attention to know exactly what was happening. But I didn't, my mind didn't go to me being positive. Yes, I said I was sick and very sick. I've already experienced a strong level of typhoid, so I almost had similar symptoms, so I just felt that was the case, and so I went. So the hospital labs were done. I have very high level of typhoid. I was treated and went home. So I just felt that taking the treatment would have, you know, cured me and that was just it. But even with the treatment, I still realized that I didn't improve. I became worse and worse and so 
I went back to the hospital and everybody will say, oh, woman, we already treated you and so <laughs> went and, and, and completed medications. But then I went back the second day. So you gotta continue. Go and take the medication, the days are not in it. Then when I went back the third day, they said, no, something is wrong. You came here on Sunday, you, are, you were here on Monday and today, Tuesday, you are here. So they took my specimen and he said that they should isolate me, you know, within 24 hours until the results. I was really, really sick and needed a place to be because at a certain point in time, it was like everybody passing and looking at me and nobody would want to come my way. I said, but God, what is this? So you mean everybody will leave me? And nobody, I mean, even my colleagues that I work with, they didn't even want to be bothered. They would just come and stand and, you know, stare yeah. and then go away. And so I told him, I said, well, I would not die. That was not what I was expecting at all. I mean, I, I expected her, you know, to talk about what was it, you know, what did it feel like when you're running a 120 degree temperature? What was the pain like as your body ached and internal organs are liquefying? She was actually more concerned with the isolation that she felt. She was already feeling that pariah status. She was already, even with her coworkers, they did not want to look at her anymore. She felt alone. That made a bigger impression on her than the actual symptoms. 